everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? I am Janae Strather. I'm Sean Spencer. Back. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta go out and let. Hold up. This. All right, all right, all right. I am Janae Struthers. I am Sean Spencer. And this is Let's Talk Football. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? It's your boy, Sean Spencer. One half of that dynamic duo that's Let's Talk Football. Ladies and gentlemen, it is Wednesday. We are still here, even after that game last night. But you know what it is. Washington Football Weekly. Yeah, buddy. And I'm here with my guy. I'm here with my guy, Mr. Will. I love it when they call me Big Pop. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Will Kramer. What up, Will? Hey, man. Hey, man. <laughs> Yo, how's, uh, how's the, uh, the the Washington training of, of the youngest, of Mr. Connor? Well, he was kind of awake and they were playing well, you know. So then, then he fell asleep and they kind of fell apart. So maybe see? maybe he's a good luck charm. Maybe he's something there to it. We'll see. We'll see. I can dig it. Yeah. <laughs> look, look, like like uh, like my favorite show, uh, The Office, with uh, Steve Carell says, "I'm not superstitious, but I am a little stitious, right? <laughs> <laughs> slightly." <laughs> Yo, so glad you guys are here to join us, ladies and gentlemen. You know what it is, Washington Football Weekly, where we are trying to break down our favorite team, the Washington Football Team. Dive into the ins and outs. I know it looks a little thin here. Well, we got to shout at our guy. Our guy is going over there taking care of his kids, going to do some Christmas uh, wrapping of gifts and, and you know, just enjoying the Christmas time of the year. Ab, low, shout you out, buddy. We know you're in, the, in uh, 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 the chats and listening and all that stuff, man. Shout out to the kids. They're always on the show in the background doing their thing, man. So, hey, we'll hold down the fort for you, buddy. You know how it gets done, man. You know how it gets done. Yeah, yeah. This is this is a fun time of year. He actually has the most fun. You know, obviously when you when you experience Christmas in the eyes of a child, it, yeah. it is a different experience. And, and and he's got a few that he gets to see. So I'm sure they're so excited right now. And and like he said to us, you know, he's got a little bit of uh, wrapping to do to make sure oh, that yeah. everyone's ready for for Saturday. Oh yeah, oh yeah. It's my kind of guy. You know, we we we're not we're not trying to get this stuff done early. We get it done. When it matters. That's trying to get it so early. <laughs> <laughs> See, look, hey, hey, Kat and I are the perfect match. Because Kat, she starts to go shopping on December 26th, all right? And she shops all year long. So at this point, there's so many things over under the tree. It's like, oh, man, this is crazy. I am one of those that's like, oh, snap, Christmas is a week away. I need to go out here and get some stuff. Oh, jeez. Yeah. But, you know, but you know how you know how you have a good a good woman when she says, "Don't worry, I already took care of your family." Ah, let's go, babe. There you go. Yeah. Let's go, Kat. Yeah. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> I can dig it. I can dig it. And look, ladies and gentlemen, we know we need gifts. We need gifts from our loved ones. My man Will just had a, a, a brand new baby baby boy. Talked to Ab. He's doing his thing. I got my baby Catherine. But ladies and gentlemen, we need gifts because at this time of the year, 
we getting everything taken away from us. Kobe oh, <laughs> is wreaking havoc, and it is claiming all of our players. If you do not know, the games that were supposed to be for Sunday, two about two or three of them were pushed back, um, and one, including our game and the Seattle game against the Rams. Washington played Philly last night and started off decent early. We'll talk about it, but loses the game 27-17. Will, did you, I mean, it's kind of what we expected, right? Like. It was, it was, I mean, anyone that went in there saying, hey, we might win this. Like, I think we're going to win this and, and like is upset at the performance then you're really off this ledge of being a, a Washington homework. And you gotta you gotta come back to this a little Not bit. Back, right. You know, like <laughs> you, you're out of it. Um so much so. So you talked about being, you know, superstitious or just a little stitious. Yeah. So I've got a I've got an outfit that I wear. Okay. And for the last for the four game win streak, I was wearing this. And it's, you know, right now, and I switch it up. If they lose, I don't wear the same shirt the next week. You know, we, I had my polo on. I had I have a black pullover. I got certain socks, and I put on these Redskin Zubaz uh, pants. All right. So I messed things up a week ago against Dallas. I forgot to tell you all this. I washed everything. Oh. No, 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 I'm sorry. No, I didn't get it washed. Okay. I didn't okay. get it washed. After we beat Oakland, I said, or at Las Vegas, I said, hey, I'm just going to put these off to the side. I'll wear them again on Sunday. We lost to Dallas. Okay. So – First off, I'm going to bring that back out on Sunday. But for oh, yeah. this game here, I said, I'm just going to pull out all the stops because I have no expectations of a win. Yep. So I'm going to bring out the jerseys. I'm going to bring out different shirts. Yeah. I switched jerseys at halftime. I just said, I'll do anything to give ourselves a chance because we are we are praying in this game right here. You know, so. Yeah, that's when it's like, all right, coach, I see you need my help. Let me get my, my juju things out. Let me, let me get the that's hat right. off. That's right. I was just pulling everything out that I could. Any type of good luck charm that I could. I, I, I had a ball cap on for a little bit, you know, because it was like, ah, we didn't have a chance in this game. No, no, we really didn't. We really didn't. And look, it, but like I alluded to earlier, it, it, early, we looked like they gave us hope. I mean, they, they showed up. They played well early. We got a couple early turnovers. Definitely helped with that. You know, got her the ball kicked up off of his foot, and Landon Collins got that interception. But we definitely got some early turnovers on them. Um, and and one of the things I love that we got the one touchdown, but then the other one where we settled for the field goal. That I knew. I thought in my head that's going to bite us in the in the butt. That's going to come back and rear its ugly head because we. I mean, we got in the red zone. I think what six times and got three. Um, you know, three uh, uh, successful trips, but. You, you can't leave points on the field. You know what I mean? Especially in a divisional game like this. It was rough early, man. After yeah, this, this this team needs all the points they can get, especially when, when you're trotting out who, you, who you're trotting at out. I, I will say, first, before I'm actually going to praise Philadelphia, all right, mm-hmm. because they had a game plan that absolutely worked. Didn't they have over, like, 500 yards of offense yep. yesterday? Yep. You know, and they are the number one rushing um, team in, in the league. Uh, and they showed it, you know, mm-hmm. and we were not able to stop the rush. And and they did that. And then also, you know, you've got what, the Philly tight ends kill Washington's defense every year. And they did it. And they used that formula of we're going to go tight end, tight end, tight end to open things up. And then they said, yeah. we're just going to hand off, hand off, hand off, hand off. 
you know, read options all the time. And we were, we were done. We were yeah. so confused out there. They had us. But even before that, just like you mentioned, that first quarter went well. Philly changed their, their system. They basically mm-hmm. said, okay, so you think you're going to hand the ball off to Antonio Gibson 30 times and just run it on us? Mm-mm. Yeah. We, they loaded the box. They, they, they sent pressure every time because they said, you are not going to beat us by running the ball. And we were not going to beat them by passing it. Garrett no. Gilbert was not going to lead us to victory. And they said, we know you can't beat us by throwing it, so we're going to make you throw it. You know? And so it was like, to me, it was like, we did as be- as good as we could. Yeah. You yeah. know? And then Philly said, nope, this, okay, we're going to change your scheme. I mean, Gibson got hurt. That didn't help. But because that first quarter, he was averaging five yards to carry. Mm-hmm. And then he hurt his toe. And he got 19 yards the rest of the game, the rest of the three quarters. So, A, he clearly, his toe was bothering him. But, two, Philly said, nuts to this. Mm-hmm. We ain't losing this game. Because yep. there was pressure on Philly last night. If yep. you lose to a Garrett Gilbert-led, you know, Washington team, COVID-ridden team, you know, the Philly fans, they, they booed him after the first first quarter last night. They, you know, they, they would never forgive it. So there was a lot of pressure on them. They, and they figured it out. They made the, They made the adjustments. Right, right, and, and we already we already know how much talking and how much uh, conversation and chatter was done before the game. Darius Slay, Fletcher Clock, Cox, all of those guys saying, "Well, you know, how how do we have to suffer, or we, how do our game have to be pushed back because of issues on their team?" <laughs> I mean, I, I I get it, you know, but you're like you said, they had an opportunity and they looked like the team that not only came to play, but they were healthy enough to play. And I think in those in the last two losses, those have definitely been a real big issue because, you, unfortunately, the best ability is availability. And if we don't have guys on the field, be it because of injury, be it because of COVID, whatever the reason, it's gonna it, you can't win games that way. You absolutely cannot. No, no, you said it perfectly. I mean, you got to also mention that. Philly was extra motivated at this point because they were ticked off that that now they have a short week um, for where they go play. But I mean, we had a short week too. One of the things they didn't realize though is that the, the extension of the game gave them a chance to get Jalen Hurts back to play because yeah. on Sunday he was questionable and they really weren't sure. Um, but like we've said, basically, I you know I felt going into this game and what we really saw was for the first time all season, I think. Our makeshift team, like I wrote, the dam held up as long as it could. Yeah. And and then the, the floodgates opened. Yep. And we they our coaching staff and, and did all they could because between COVID, between injuries, between which is which some of that is is you know they can come back, between not having playmakers, which has been a problem all season, and also the fact that we were out seven coaches yesterday. <laughs> that's that's more people doing things, looking and making adjustments, and we don't have that. Yeah, it was just, it's like, it was just like, I mean, yeah, no. Do I like seeing my team get crushed like that, or the defense get gashed? No, no. I get, I get, still get ticked off watching it. You know, I get, you know, I, I'll get a little silent, but it's like, it's not like I was surprised to see it, to see it coming. You know. Yeah, we we you know, like I said, all intents and purposes, we definitely saw this. This is definitely something that we uh some I mean for the most part predicted because again, if you don't have enough players, you can't do these things. I want to shed a little bit of light there if there is a silver lining because of all of the injuries and all of the coaches that were out, it gave an opportunity for, for Jennifer King to become the first 
ever coordinator. What, what was it? Or our starting position coach, coach. position coach to uh, to start a game and to coach a game in there. And I love what she said. She was like, you know, it's, it's definitely a big move, especially some that, you know, I appreciate this opportunity. But at the same time, you know, our backs are ready. You know what I mean? We got them focused. I mean, as ready as they could be. And mm-hmm. I like that. Let's make keep it about football. This is great that we're going to talk about this. But at the same time, keep it about football. And again, hey, Patterson got a touchdown. But that injury to Gibson, McKissick being out. And it's just one of those things where, again, depth. Depth is rear its ugly head, and this is one of the things we feared all year long. Yeah, I mean, let's look at our lineup yesterday. Let's look at who who played significant moments. Uh, well, let's start on offense. A guy who was brought onto the team on Friday to start on Tuesday, hmm. who barely knew the offense, and they showed it. You know, He yeah. was waiting for guys to get open sometimes before he threw it. You had at center our fourth center of the season, a guy who didn't make the roster. Yeah. And he's starting up against Fletcher Cox and Javon Harper. Um, to the to the right of him, Sadiq Charles, you know, making, I think, maybe his first start of the year. But Sadiq Charles was the guy that was always let, put on the inactive list every week in and week out. So he's not a guy they were expecting. You know, we had, Wes Schweitzer was the backup guard. Mm-hmm. Then there's Sadiq Charles. Now we're starting that guy. So we're yeah. third on the depth chart. You know, and that's just that's just the you know we know the the injuries to the tight ends with the wide receivers. I mean, that's just that's just the offense. You know, then you get to the defense, and while the defensive line was back and we had our linebackers, I'm a very big fan of the Washington football team. I know the roster pretty well. I could not tell you who was out there at cornerback, who the number was. No, nope. I had to see the name of it. Yeah. Go, oh, that's 37. Is Corn Elder? Okay, so right, that's the right. corner. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No idea who he is. No idea. No, no. You know, no, so no. it's like, like, so the surprising thing there was like, we got crushed on the run game mm-hmm. when I really thought Philly was just going to pass all over us, yeah. you know, because I, I don't know who our safeties were. I, well, I know our safeties. I don't know who our corners were, nor right. was I going to expect them to, to play well. Right. And at the end of the day, yeah, it, it is kind of shocking that they did run all over us. But I mean, you know, they, they, they think there was a stat that said they uh, they had uh, over 175 yards for like the, the fifth or sixth time this year. So, like something crazy like that. We all know they are definitely the uh, the one of the top running teams. They have an identity for all of the, they have an identity. Run the ball. You know, Hurts run. Uh, Miles Sanders, who finally is getting some touches. Even Howard got in the action and yeah. is running the ball. And look, they have. Devontae uh, Smith, the Heisman Trophy winner, I don't know if you saw that catch in the first half where he caught it on the sidelines and toe-tapped. Mm-hmm. And I was like, there's no way he caught that. There's, and then right. they saw the replay and said, oh, ooh. Yeah, 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 he actually did. That was a nice play, a very nice play, yep. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I definitely I, – I definitely uh, – got. I got I to give them credit. They Being healthy, they did what they should have done. Garrett Gilbert, I don't know. I mean, I – that's what we expected, and, and and it looked like the, the chemistry that stuff wasn't there. Because I remember one time Gilbert got knocked down, and I think it was Flowers that walked up to him. You just see the hand reached out to you know to pick him up, and Gilbert just got up on his own. And it was kind of it was one of those things. And I was going to text you text you guys like, is there a little? Hmm. But but if he just got there, of course he doesn't know the guys. Right. You know he doesn't. You know he hasn't had that time to have any kind of chemistry or camaraderie. He's coming off the street to play. Um, so hey, he did for all to, he did the best he, he could, didn't turn the ball over, 
You know what I mean? Had some interesting passes, but he definitely looked like he 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 definitely looked like he felt like he had a little bit more time than he did. Right. Um, right. Pocket presence was terrible. Yeah, yeah. He stood in that pocket, and Uh and they kept trying to say, "Oh, you know, oh, he's standing there. He's holding." I was like, "No, no. He just something in his head is not telling him to go anywhere because he it was collapsing and he just wasn't moving at all." Yeah. I'm like, "Mm." there's a reason why he's uh, bounced around the league. Yeah, you know, and is on the practice squad. That yeah, he is tall. He's got an arm. I saw him throw stuff. You know, sometimes the pocket was had collapsed so much he couldn't step into his throws, but he still got some of those sideline right. passes off. So he shows, hey, he's got an arm and and he can be accurate with some of it. But the pocket presses, like we said, it's it's not about how strong your arm is. It it's all you know, and this is the stuff that as fans, even as scouts, as coaches. This is what they can't predict. Yep. Why do why do so many quarterbacks flop? You know, or what's this? What's the secret recipe for who gets who's successful and who's not? It's like yeah. you have to have the the skill set, but then it's it's the mental the part. Can you can you process? Right, right. And we've seen some of the best, maybe potentially athletically or the best potential, not be able to process, read certain defenses, or when they you know defenses start disguising things, they, they just can't pick it up. Right. And and they they rely on like you said the arm talent. They rely on like a Lamar. You rely on your ability. You know, I know I'm the best athlete on the field, so let me. I'm just going to rely on that. And that's the NFL is too smart, has too too much tape, and they you know pick up on on tendencies and things like that too well for you to sit there. You might get away with it sometimes, but it's not going to work all the time. Yep, it's definitely not going to work all the time. Yo, so we have got to move on because we are still playing football, ladies and gentlemen. So many people in the comments. Double hitter tonight. Yeah, yeah. Actually, a triple header, ladies and gentlemen. Love doing this. This is my Christmas gift to myself, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, tears for you guys. Hey, but the Lions won. Uh, can you believe Crazy. that? <laughs> can you believe that? I mean, was cat running around, around going crazy? They crushed the Cardinals. It was. It didn't even look close, man. Shout out to the Lions. Amase Brown is a monster, getting it done. Jared Goff, hey, proud of you. You stuck in there. Two W's. And look, and, and you know, this is this is a, a topic for another show. But you know, three. I, I understand they're two eleven and one, but I I take them over some of these teams that are in the playoff. I mean, their fight, the the way that the Lions are fighting and staying in these games, man. I'm like, okay, Detroit, man, get a couple pieces, man, hopefully. Yeah, D- Dan Campbell is a motivator. I don't know how much of a X's and O's guys he's going right. to be or if he's got the, the coordinators to do that, but he's like he's like that Dabo Swinney type. I'm going to I'm gonna get you to play hard for me. Yeah. Um, so as someone, as you get to pay attention to the Lions then, is Jared Goff going to stay on their team? Hmm. Or are they are they open for a QB? Like, what have you seen? Because don't forget, they traded for him, and right. that general manager came from LA, so yeah. he traded for his guy. Well, and the thing is, Garrett Goff has not been awful this year. He, I mean, he's had some rough games. But you you look back at the, the, the season opener against San Francisco, they were down forty what one to eighteen with like under five minutes to play, and he led them back within a touchdown of uh, um of that in that game. You know, he's been in a lot of these games, and it's kind of like a Matt Stafford thing. It's kind of like he's taken a beating, but those victories are so much sweeter. Mm-hmm. Um, they're obviously going to be in a position to potentially look at a quarterback, and hopefully right. hopefully they don't they don't go out there and reach on somebody because, like we said, like 
Ab was saying before the show, uh, Matt Corral is one of the guys. I know Kenny Pickett, Desmond Ritter. But none of these guys in my mind are like a Trevor, Trevor Lawrence. You know what I mean? That you can say, let's go. Let's get this. I, I don't see any of these guys like that. Not, no, no, not even your boy number seven in Chapel Hill. Hey, li- listen, listen. <laughs> you don't Sam Howell, baby. As a, as a week one Sammy. starter? Hey, look, look. See, I, I think I think I talked to Coach Mac Brown. I think we're gonna keep Sammy one more year. Let him let him keep that thing going. Raise up the draft stock just a little bit. How, round, raise it up. Baby. What do you? How can he get raised any higher? Look, look. He needs to keep keep focusing on a couple of things, and we got to work it out. I want him. I want him, but I don't want to bring him into a situation that he's gonna fail. And, and, and Diami right now is really bringing the North Carolina name down right yeah. now. Yeah. I, hey, I, I almost sent you something. I want to let you know. Deami Brown made a play last night. I was so proud to see it. He made a tackle on a punt. Congratulations. <laughs> Third round pick, Deami Brown. You there you contributed. Go. There you go. Terrell Davis got to start on special teams. Let's go, oh, Deami. Gosh, you <laughs> so lucky. Let's go, baby. <laughs> Yo, we have got to go ahead and move on, ladies and gentlemen. And we want to go ahead and move on to the longest running segment on uh, Washington Football Weekly. Like it, love it, or hate it, yeah, buddy. <laughs> My guy will standing in for uh, Ab on the hated it part. But yo, this is the part where we tell you and we, we bring up a couple topics and just say, Hey, do we like this? Do we love this? Or do we absolutely hate this? And, and we're gonna start with probably the biggest thing that impacts our team. Will, I'll come to you. Uh, COVID 19 and its impact, man, it's taking over. Yeah, I mean, I love starting Garrett Gilbert. I love taking someone else's practice squad <laughs> quarterback and saying, like, hey, here you go. You know, we don't need our guys who know our playbook and, and have been practicing with us and all that. And, yeah, I mean, it's awful. It's awful. Um, I, I will say this, though. Okay, let's back up. The one good, the, the good thing of this is players' health, all right? Mm-hmm. what Some of the things they're finding with, with this this Omicron, Omicron, however you say it, mm-hmm. is some is it has some less – uh, you know, a lot of players were asymptomatic. Mm. It has less of a, it, you know, it may be bothering them less. I mean, you and I both, you and I both were out with COVID, you know, yep. in the last two years. We felt the effects of what it can do. And this strain seems to be, if you're vaccinated and, 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 and have done your boosters, can be less severe. And that's not a bad thing, you yeah. know, because eventually we're going to have to get to the point like we are with the flu where COVID is a thing but our lives continue. Right. And the NFL did that. Now, I say all that, and they made some of their adjustments in the testing, but regardless, the amount of players that we had out all last week and the players that were available or not available this week, I mean, it crushed us. We talked about this. Yep. You know, we, we mentioned Garrett Gilbert as our starting quarterback. We mentioned Sadiq Charles because Brandon Sheriff is out. Like, we don't have Heineke or Allen running the show for us. Uh, you know, we have Jonathan Williams is in there because Wendell Smallwood was out, you know, with COVID. You know, our defensive players, you know, Kendall Fuller, our top corners out. You know, we're trying to replace all these guys. I mean, we got crushed by it. And it's not over, you know. No. Uh, Cam Curl's out. We hope he can come back. Ron said today he believes one of the two quarterbacks is going to test out and be available for Sunday. But he's hoping it's both. You know, we just found out Cole Holcomb tested positive today. So he's out for the Cowboys. So it's, 
it's made a huge impact on the team. We said it could. You know, this is what we feared in July. We yeah. talked about this twice on two different shows that this is what could happen. And it did. And guess what? In a huge must win game, we didn't have players. Yep. Yep. And it hit us at the worst possible time. This you're right. This is the two things we worry about injuries and COVID. And we and we tried to put more emphasis on injuries and tried to push back COVID, like ah, maybe it isn't, but what did we talk about? What what one of our like it, love it, hate it from the preseason was Montez Sweat and him and his quote that you read last week talking about, oh, you know, I still need to get information. I still need to, you know, he cut he finally gets back from the broken jaw that took him out for a couple weeks and to this, to where he has COVID. And then all of a sudden, you know, he's out for another game. So I glad we can have him back. But at the same time, all these people having COVID, and like you said, Garrett Gilbert, the fact that we had to have Garrett Gilbert to start, I think, I don't know if you know, number 35, uh, Williams came in at running back after Patterson when Gibson went down for a little bit. <laughs> like you said, you know, some of these some of these guys, I'm just like, all right, let me let me look at my program right quick. Who Who is this guy again? You know what I mean? And at some point, it looked like, I remember Roberts came back and they showed like a slow motion replay after the play, and he looked at the guy. And, you know, sometimes it's like, you know, where were you? He looked at the guy like, who are, oh, who you, know, are like, you? Who are you? <laughs> you know what I mean? And they haven't had, like, like with the Garrett Gilbert situation, they haven't had time to practice. They literally just kind of strung this team together like, we don't want to forfeit. We want to put something on the field. It started decent, but this is just, uh, it's rough, Will. It, right. it is so rough, man. Right. Well, uh, you know, you know, when they were game playing, first off, every single day, one guy was taken, you know, guys were being removed. So they practiced on one day, then they're out. And then the opposite happened. Then on Saturday and on Sunday and on Monday, like new guys kept coming. So you didn't even know, like, who we're going to play with, who, who yeah. are we scheming with, and, 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 you know, who are we teaching out here, who is going to be doing what. Yeah. And, and in that, you know, they talked, they showed, you know, all the players were masked at Redskins Park on the practice fields. All of the players were, they were trying to keep distances, you know, keep positions here away from each other to not spread. And so, you know, they weren't going fully at it to, to game plan for the Eagles. They were basically yeah. doing nothing but walkthroughs the entire week. And, you know, it's like, hey, hats off the, to the coaches that they made it a good half, you know, but it's like, you know, and, and you just hope that, hey, we got a must-win game on Sunday. Are we going to be ready? Are right. we going to be fully, uh, you know, set up for this? Right. I don't know. Right. And and actually, I got to go back to uh... – to Nathan, Nathan asked a question. He said, "If you were Washington, how would you have prepared to, uh, to this team playing against Philly? How would you have prepared as Washington with this? I mean, I, how can you prepare?" Yeah, you know? I don't know. I, the the only thing that I felt could have been questionable, but I, I understand their logic, was bringing in Garrett Gilbert. Mm-hmm. They brought in a guy who hadn't been on our team, doesn't know everything, but because he's played in the NFL they felt more comfortable starting him as opposed to starting Kyle Shermer, who's on our practice squad, you know, just like, you know, and playing for us, just like though they did last year, they brought in Taylor Heineke and let him start instead of Steven Montez, who had been on the roster um, the whole time. So they kind of followed that same thing from last year, you know, but, you know, that's the only thing I thought you could really like look into, but like you said, what else were they going to do? 
There's nothing else you can really do. And look, ladies and gentlemen, this is not just a Washington problem. It's not just an NFC East problem. This is a problem the whole entire league is dealing with. Right now, entering week 16 in the NFL season, there are currently 221 players that are on the COVID-19 reserve list. This is taking over the league, and, and it's definitely going to keep some teams out of the playoffs. Um, it's We see what it's potentially doing to us, uh, definitely being a major factor in us losing the last two games. And unless we can figure out a couple guys to get out there and, and sneak out an upset victory over Dallas, I don't see much changing. Um, you, you can't win if you don't have your top guys on the, play, on the field. I mean, that's just the bottom line. Um, and, oh, and to segue uh, from that, you didn't have to say, look, two weeks ago, we sat there and said we're coming off a four-game four, uh, win streak. We felt good about ourselves, and we asked this same question, and we're probably going to get a lot different answers. Chances of running the table will – do we have a chance? I mean, <laughs> it's the Joe Gibbs special. Three in a row or we don't go. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go, Coach. <laughs> uh, I'm a little, I'm a little concerned about our chances, um, and and it comes from, it is, it's the players who are out, whether that's COVID or injuries. I don't know if we have the horses anymore to do it. You know, I mean, we don't know what's going on with Landon Collins. We don't know what's going on with Jamin Davis. We don't know what's going on with, you know, William Jackson III, they think, did not tear his Achilles. Mm. He strained it, but is he out? So yeah. if Kendall Fuller's out and William Jackson III is out, now we're asking for Daryl Roberts to cover C.D. Lamb, Michael Gallup, uh, Amari Cooper. Like, come on, is that really a, a possibility, you know? Um, you know, we talk about our, our offense. Like, I'll tell you this. Taylor Heineke or Kyle Allen would have looked better out there, but I still don't think there's any support out there to, to you know, Philly's defense did what Dallas did. Their Darius Slay traveled with Terry everywhere. Yep. You know, then they and they put someone over the top. So McLaurin was not going to beat him, you know, consistently. And nobody else can step up. And nobody stepped up the week before. And Nobody stepped up against the Raiders, and you know it's it's we, we've been seeing this. It's like our roster for the the slogan I can't stand, but it is what it is. Yeah, you know at this point, <laughs> and and we are. So it's like our chances of running the table. You know, I mean, I guess we'll, we'll see if they, you know, the coaches can bounce back with some film now. But I have a feeling we're going to go one and two. Yeah, we'll get that last win against the Giants. Last year we went four and two against the division. It wouldn't surprise me if we go two and four. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, honestly, I, I have to, I have to agree because, and like I said, two weeks ago I was, I was, we were all hyped, we were ready to go, let's do it, whatever. Uh, and then, but as COVID has definitely wreaked havoc on our team, even after the Cowboys game, I felt like, okay, let's get the makeup game against Philly. Come on. But when we got hit as bad as we got hit to the point where you have to get a Garrett Gilbert, you have to get these other guys and seeing how we played, we're giving it everything we had, but it was just like, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. And now going into a Philly, going into or going into Dallas, going or playing in Dallas, playing a Philly, both teams that Dallas not necessarily needs the win to go in, but it definitely helps, you know, them trying to get that home field that first round by. And then Philly definitely needs the W to get in there. So 
it's it's almost like I we know we're trying to play for something, but it's kind of like, what are you really playing for right now? You know, right. right. Well, uh, do you have that? Do you have that little clip of, of where we're at in the draft right now? Oh, oh, you know, um, let me see. Let me see if I can pull it up. I don't have it on here, but let me see if I can pull it up over here. Yeah, I'm trying to find it right now. You There you go. This isn't the best. Uh, yep, there it is. Chose the teams there. So we got what? As of right now, you got Jacksonville, the Giants, Texans, Jets, Giants, Panthers, uh, someone, Falcons, and us. Yeah. The Jets again. So the Jets have two first rounds. The Giants have two first round picks. So we'd be picking 10th right now. And, I mean, let's go. Look, Will, you and I talked about this before the show. A year ago, we were in this situation. A year ago, we got caught up in the hype. We, we, we're making it. We're making a run. We potentially can win the division. And at, in Philly, we played a Philly team where Hurts had run for two touchdowns and actually was, you know, gashing our defense until Philly pulled the other Philly special and took out Hurts <laughs> <laughs> and put in uh, Nate Sudfeld. Thank you for that, Philly. But then, in hindsight, looking back at it and looking how, how the draft played out, Philly – Devontae Smith, they picked up. Dallas, we know what they did and picking up Micah Parsons. The Giants made the move back, and, the, you know, Giants, there's their whole thing going on over there. Um, but both of these guys used those picks that they got because they did not make the playoffs. They did not, you know, get over that hump to actually bolster their team. And what do we say about Dallas all year this year? Dallas has not played anybody because – of how crappy they were, where they ended up. Their schedule is a lot easier this year. So, look, right now, of course, you'd want to go to the playoffs. Right now, I don't even want to. Right now, look, with everything that's been going on, with the injuries, with COVID, just rest. Let's just cruise into the play, into the offseason, and let's start working it right there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, because it's, it goes into the whole thing. Like, all right, so we, we go in as the seventh seed. We're playing Dallas. We're playing yeah. Packers. We maybe we're playing the Rams, you know, or the the Cardinals. Like, we're gonna beat them. Yeah, are we just definitely. are we just extending the season one more week? Yeah, it'll be right. exciting. You'll get fired up, you know. We'll be, but like, it's 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 like last year. Let's go back into last year when we went in there. Oh, well, we could we could we be playing Tampa Bay again? You know, and we're like, Ugh. right. Now we're gonna. I'm gonna root for my boys, but right. <laughs> you know, and. You know, with that, so you look at it like, okay, so how are we going to get better? And we know areas that we need to improve upon. You know, and right now, I hate to say it, but the stuff we were so concerned about last year offseason, quarterback, pass catcher, cornerback, 
we are no better today yep. than we were after an entire offseason yep. based on the way things have played out. You know, we were on paper going into the season, but the way it has played out, we are not better. Not. And so we need we need playmakers, you know. You asked us earlier today, what would what would I do with that 10th overall pick? And honestly, I would draft a wide receiver hmm. because we need another pass catcher out there. Yeah. We need another weapon and because we need to extend Terry. Mm-hmm. So you can't go, go sign another free agent wide receiver and be paying top dollar for three guys. You have to, for the salary cap, have somebody cheap. And how can you get a dynamic receiver, a dynamic offensive playmaker for a cheap contract? Draft them high, you know, and and that's also why I've been so hopeful that Heineke can continue to improve because how great would it be to say, well, we got a decent enough quarterback here. We can get a wide receiver just like Philly did, Mm -hmm. who is dynamic, who can stretch the field and change the game. Yes. That's going to make it, you know, because unless you're Aaron Rodgers, who can take MBS and yeah. Lazard, Lazard and whoever right. these guys are. Tunyon, yeah. You know, he, he has one guy, yeah, Tunyon, one guy that he knows he can trust, and he makes all the others look good too. Unless you're someone like that, which we're not going to get that, yeah. we need playmakers. Yeah. You know, and my concern is looking at that list. Let me see if I can pull it back up real quick. If when I was looking at it, is, and that's why I asked you about the Lions, is, the Texans need a quarterback. Mm-hmm. The Panthers need a quarterback. The Falcons picking in front of us. They all thought last year that they were going to pick Trey Lance, you know, or Mac Jones, and they didn't, so they could use a quarterback. Yeah. And then all these these guys right here that that have draft picks, you know, who's going to come up and trade with the, with the guys with the Jets and the Giants that have draft picks? So we could be looking at the fourth or fifth quarterback. At that point, Ab talks about reaching. He was so right in, in that message that he said. It's like, are we going to go up and reach just because now we, we know we want to improve at quarterback and this is what we have to do. And that's why it's like, I just, I just, I, w- I would love to see someone like Heineke or like Allen show that, hey, they can do it so we can, you know, provide weapons around them. Yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And hey, just like, yes, I love that. I love, yeah, we need to get somebody on one of these cheaper contracts, get, Maybe one of these rookie guys. Um, definitely, I mean, a receiver, a playmaker, somebody that can actually translate from the from college to the pros very well. That's something we definitely have to look at. And we have to address depth. We have to address depth on the team because what does it matter if we get a solid quarterback, albeit in a draft or in the uh, free agency, if we can't protect them? You know, one of the biggest stats that I think we saw on Sunday was they went through the O-line and they went through all the different like starting centers and all the starting different guys that we've had on the online. If you can't keep these guys on the online, the studs definitely ain't going to want to come here. Russell Wilson is, or, you know, Deshaun, they're not going to want to come to a place where they know they're not going to get protected any better than they were where they, you know, where they used to play. So it, you're definitely going to have to build up. And, and especially in a situation like we have this year, where you have COVID, you have injuries, rearing this ugly head, Chase is out, Logan Thomas is out, Fitzpatrick's out. You need that depth so that you're not turning into a Dallas of a year ago. And look, all intents and purposes, we've done good with the situation, you know, with what you know, what we've got, what we had to deal with. But it, it still it still stinks because it, it's it's showing what, what we need to deal with, what we need to work with. Right. Exactly. 
Love it. He says, uh, you don't think uh, ATL sticks with Ryan? So he is in, I think, the last year of his contract, or at least the last part of the guarantee. And so like, this is your perfect chance to trade him, get something for him, yeah. know that, hey, he's going to walk at the end of the year. So, I mean, am I saying it's guaranteed? No. Yeah. But they, like, it made sense last year. That's why everyone was bringing it up. Like, are they going to trade Matt Ryan and you know, draft a quarterback, draft, you know, going third overall? Okay, we'll see. We'll see. They might need to work that out. And then, and you know, it's funny because somebody actually mentioned that to me. If they, uh, if Matt Ryan somehow was available, would you, would you be interested in that? I would be. I would be interested in Matt Ryan and Derek Carl and, and Russell Wilson. You know, all all those guys. Here's my only thing about it: it comes back to how are we making our team better? Right. If you give up your first round pick, your tenth right. overall pick. And you send you send two 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 first rounds next year's first round. How are we making that roster better? Right. You know who is he going to throw to once again? You know because yes, Curtis Samuel will be back, but you know, well, I'm sorry, he wasn't here this year. I can't right. I can't trust him. And I, yeah, you got to think we'll be better with him, but you know, we need more than just Curtis Samuel. We you know we we anticipated three guys that we were going to rely on, hmm. and we've got one. You know, yeah. like Curtis Samuel didn't show up and De'Ami Brown didn't show up. And I'll even go to the fourth guy, Cam Sims. Yeah. Every year at this time, Cam Sims starts to show. He starts to flash. And you're like, oh, he's a big guy. We can play him next year. What does he do? Yeah. You know, so it's like like you talked about depth. Look at us at wide receiver. Who, who is going to step make a play? So we got we to gotta address that again. Yeah. Yeah, again, again is right. Definitely want to shout out John Bates on coming in and doing it because Logan Thomas is another one of those guys that we were depending on this year and really kind of hoping he'd have another season to kind of stack on with what he had the year before. Uh, But with him being out all year, uh, John Bates, I'm glad I was talking to him about on Let's Talk Fantasy Football where he's he's not going to get all big numbers. He's very touchdown dependent, but at the same time, both Kyle Allen and Tyler Heineke love him, and they do that boot, and he's the main option underneath. And they hit him. He's been he his hands are right. We know what he does with his blocking. So, hey, there's some things to build on, but yeah. depth, and we need our we need our playmakers. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Yo, going to move on. Will uh, the Redskins logo is back in the news? Will I'll let you uh, tell the story? Yeah, for for stuff that you wouldn't have thought. So you and I know this story. Unfortunately, the general public does not. And this is what I blame Daniel Snyder for never making this this um, relevant. Is it on your hat? Do you have the logo on your hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right there. That Indian head right there. That right there. Okay, so that logo was created by a Native American tribe. They saw if you if you look back to some of our um, throwback jerseys that used to wear with Kirk Cousins and they had that you know it's a different type of burgundy and, and that yellowish brownish pants. They had that Redskin logo for a while, and the Native American tribe said, "Hey, would you honor one of our our you know greatest warriors, one of our leaders? Here is this logo that," and they gave it to Jack Kent Cook, the owner at the time, and that became the Redskins logo for. Yeah all these years daniel snyder never got that story out and made it known to people so that logo has been retired by by the team the family 
that created that logo. The Wetzel family has said, hey, that is, that is you know, to our, our, our dad, Blackie Wetzel. We would like that logo back now. And where they want, they want to use it to, for one of their, they call it the Blackie Wetzel Warrior Society. Hmm. And it raises awareness for Native American issues. And one of the ones being missing and it's very gruesome, missing and murdered indigenous women. Hmm. So basically they're saying, hey, we gave you this logo. You've retired and said you're not going to use it. Will you give it back to us? Yeah. What I think is interesting about this is, so that's Daniel Snyder saying, have it back. Hmm. I will never get another dime off of it. It's all yours, you know, to have back. And it also makes me wonder, so does, you know, does it truly mean on any type of throwback now, you know, will we never see that logo again? I just, that was never like a, a, story i ever thought possible that the the tribe would say hey give it back to us but yeah yeah and and look so i so i like that i like that they're they're reclaiming it they're bringing it back and they're getting use out of it from the perspective of of where it came from with you know them being the uh you know the 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 gentleman no blackie uh being the you know the face kind of the franchise and that whole situation. And I, I love that. And bringing it back to them, good. Because now you're going to use this, it's just very well-known, a very well-known symbol to a cause that is helping, you know, indigenous people, especially indigenous women going through those situations. I love that. I love bringing that attention. And then it kind of goes back to something like that we were talking about, where this whole conversation goes. And again, we know, we, we look, we understand where it is. It's moved on. We're the football team. And then, Hopefully not commanders. We don't know, but um, but the thing is, I'm glad because like like I said, you and I will talked about this in the offseason. It's kind of like I get it, but at the same time, if this is the heritage, if this is who they are, what are we really like, I, we're getting politically correct, but if this is representing them and they find honor in this and having it on the head of a team, I mean, you could switch up Redskins and still keep the face and still pay homage to the community and all this and that. So I'm glad it's getting attention from them and maybe they can use it and bring it back to prominence and not make it this big hate thing and, you know, Redskins and racism and all this stuff and actually pay homage to them. That's good. I like that. I like that. You know what drives me crazy right now? And it's, it's starting to happen, and I, I can't stand it. It's when they talk about the past mm-hmm. and call them Washington football team. No. Nope. Yeah. Mm-mm. Like, like Troy Aikman said, because, you know, in my games against the Washington football team, you never played them, Troy. No. Right. They did not exist. Right. You know, and like that's the part of where, like, yeah, the NFL wants to move forward. They want us to be the commanders and whatever moving forward. That will be the name and that will be the case. You can't erase that stuff. If Joe Jacoby or London Fletcher gets into the Hall of Fame, they're not, they should not go in as a Washington football team. Yes, I agree. They should not go in as a commander. No. You know, they didn't play (laughs) for that. You know, it's like you're creating this and no, like, it is okay, like you know, the, the team when, when they did their homecoming uh, or alumni game, you know, during the season, they were so careful to say Washington legends. And it's like, you know, I'm wearing my shirt. We know it's moving forward. You can say he was a Redskin. You're wearing the hat. Jim Tomey played for the Cleveland Indians. Mm-hmm. 
you know, uh, whoever they have right now, I don't know the Indians roster very well. They play for the Cleveland Guardians. Right. You can have both, you know, in my opinion. Yeah. Exactly. Because it, it, it mean it like like we we all know them as such. And, and it's funny because if you go to the generation above ours, go to my father, go to my grandfather, my grandfather to this day, old North Carolina, Southern, you know, uh, no, they're the Redskins. I don't mm-hmm. know what all this crap is about them. No, they're the Redskins. I will not acknowledge them as anything. That, this is what I grew up with. This is what, right. you know what I mean? Yep. This is who, you know, this is my family. So I, I completely, I I feel the same way. I respect the move. We're making the move. We're taking, okay, that's good. But you, like you said, when I think of Doug Williams, when I think of Joe Gibbs and the script R on the helmet, when I think yeah. of the posse, I don't think of the football team. I think of the Washington Redskins. Period. That's what it is. No, there it is. There it is. Yo, and uh, another thing that we brought up this offseason and like it, love it, hate it, uh, we have a stadium update. uh, And from what we've been talking about, potentially moving closer to this area, Loudon. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. So it's kind of an interesting uh, take on like, okay, so they're they're looking to get a new stadium. Duh. Mm -hmm. The yeah. Lisa FedEx Field runs out in 2027, all right? Okay. So what, about five years away? And it came out that they are reaching out to um, to Virginia and not and, and not just like Arlington, you know, where people would think they're looking at Prince William County and Loudoun County to build a megaplex, to build a Reston Town Center with a football yeah. stadium. Yeah. To build a not, you know, and then and they want it to be domed, to not not simply be like, hey, we're gonna play ten football games here, you know, eight regular season, two preseason, one college game, and we're gonna have a concert or two, you know, during the year to really be a this place where people can come, you know, you know, more often. We can have high school graduations, we yep. can have concerts, yep. we can have various right you could have political rallies and stuff yeah. like that 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 happened there you're right outside dc why would they not want to not you know exactly. campaign there um and then you'd have this you know area where people are living they're dining they are they're shopping you know i mean think of resting town center and what's all around it with best buy and office depot and and the restaurants and the apartments and the and the office space you know um which that's awesome like that gets me really excited I went to the Atlanta Braves game, um, and this is exactly what they created there. And it was it was an amazing experience. We walked outside of the game um, about the seventh inning. We went to a bar to watch, the, and people are there watching the game on TV, having dinner. People are shopping. They're, they're going around. It's just it's a place. It's a a three hundred and sixty five day a year location. Yeah. And so that part of the of the design I think is really cool. The thing that I would say when, when we talk about like it, love it, hate it is, man, if you look at the at a map, you got DC, mm-hmm. and Rao John Landover is just outside of DC. Mm-hmm. You go look at Virginia <laughs> and Prince William County right. and Loudoun, man, you are stretching out there. You yeah. know, and, yeah. and depending on where they go, there is no metro access, depending yeah. especially Prince William and and all that and it's like are you going to tell every single maryland resident go to the ravens by doing this you know you know like so it's like there's some there's some some talks there 
that uh, that I think are troubled. The other thing, this is the biggest, like my takeaway of this is who's going to pay for this? Yeah. <laughs> because Dan Snyder is not someone that anyone wants to do business with. Nope. He's been trying to do this since 2014 and we're, we're getting into 2022 and we don't have a stadium location because no one wants to do business with this guy. Yeah. And no one wants to give him the tax breaks, you know, to fund it. No one wants to say, you know, we're, we're going to raise our taxes on our on the residents of Loudoun County to pay yeah. for the stadium. Oh, for you. Hell no, no, no. <laughs> you know, and he got burned in, in November when his boy, Terry McAuliffe, didn't win the governor of Virginia who wanted the team to come to Virginia. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's great to hear this. And I love I love the Dome Stadium because that can yeah. be a Super Bowl. I love the concept of the 365 days and people living, you know, it's not just a stadium, you know, in a concrete jungle over there. Right. But it's more about, are you going to be able to pull this off? Jason Wright, are you going to be able to do this? Because right. I'm sure he's running into saying, well, what did I get into? Right. Right. And I think that's going to be the thing that comes out is that nobody wants to deal with Snyder. Jason Wright might be good. Even the Washington organization might be fine. But when you still have Snyder at the end of the day, is going to be some part of it. Like, I don't want that. I don't want that. Look, I, do I love it? I, it has been my dream since I was a kid to have Washington, the football team, in my backyard. I worked over in Ashburn when they first brought it there our senior year. And I worked at the Redskins um, mini camp at the little uh, – you know, the guests area and everything, got to meet players, got to watch all that stuff. That was great. So having it here would be great. And and all that time that I wished for that was, you know, going up the first 20 years or so of my life. And as you get older, you have to go to work and you have to do everything. One thing I like about it being in, in, uh, in Raljan, Maryland and all that is that the traffic is out there. <laughs> everything. I don't need that <laughs> here. So where I'm shut down on a Sunday or a Monday or whatever, where it's like, oh, I can't do anything because the game's around the way. Yeah. You know, you know what I mean? That definitely, that definitely plays a big, a major, major part in this whole thing because around those times, it's going to be crazy. It's going to be crazy. And thinking about it, if it's in Ashburn or Loudoun County or somewhere around here, there the metro down the Greenway has been extended okay. uh, al- almost towards um, 15. I don't know if you, oh, if you remember no. yet. They've extended okay. it down the greenway almost towards uh, where 15 goes. So it's it goes down there pretty far. So they could potentially – I mean, that could definitely be something um, that, that would be very beneficial. And, and look, you know, like you like you mentioned right at the end, dome equals potential Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. – we need – we are a team that needs positive attention. We need anything positive we can get. And we need to try our best to make everybody forget about all the nonsense at the very top. Bring the Super Bowl to this area. You know that, like you said, the, the political people, they would all pitch in and help out. All the people around now, the money, we, the taxpayers would have to pay a lot for that. Yeah. And, and the area is already very congested. So around, and I'm just focusing on around this area, it would be rough. I would, I would love to have a team over here, absolutely. But you're right. You're right. You're asking every one of those Maryland fans and fans that are borderline Baltimore and all that to come all the way out for to Virginia. To you know Gainesville. To get, right, right. To those roads, game, all that stuff up for a game. It's, it, it won't be it, – it, there, there's something about being right outside of D.C. There's right. something about it still is the Washington football team. It still is the Washington Redskins. We're still – 
in the nation's capital. Fight for old DC. You bring it to Virginia. That far into Virginia. Right, 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 exactly. You know, and not even on, like, again, Raljan, right on the cusp. If you if you come into Alexandria, Arlington, right or right there, obviously you wouldn't do it, but like right there. But all the way out here, where you're all almost out to Frederick, Maryland, you're almost out all the way in this. Uh, no. You know what it reminds me of? Summer concerts. All right. Yeah. There are two venues to go to. They're, they're outdoor venues. People from Maryland go to Meriwether Post. Yep. People from Virginia go to Jiffy Loop. Yep. If that's the still name of it, you know, out there, out there in Gainesville. Right, you know? right. And I don't go to Merriweather and you, they ain't coming down, you know, you know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah. But, exactly. you know, and, and, and with it, you know, everyone keeps saying that, well, what about, what about RFK? Because, you know, DC Council said there will be no stadium with the name Redskins. Well, Redskins is gone. But you know what? The residents of our, of the area of RFK, they want to rest in town center. Mm-hmm. They don't want a, a stadium and they want the shopping. They want the Best Buy unit. They want the grocery store. They want the, you know, the places to live and dine and exercise and work. But they don't want the stadium that comes with it. Yeah. So you're hearing from the neighborhood say, not here. <laughs> and don't you raise my taxes to put. Right, right. There. You know, <laughs> part of me wonders, and I don't know how you would do it, but I mean, it's like, I just keep thinking. They're going to have to tear down FedEx because he owns the land. Mm-hmm. It's hit, you know, and rebuild right there. Yeah. You know that. You know, like that's a. They're gonna. They're gonna get so stuck. They're gonna be like, well, we own this, so uh, let's just bulldoze the stadium. Might Go well. play at what an Audi Field for for a couple of years. A DC United plays, you know, and then company. You know, so I, I don't know. We'll see. But I thought it was interesting. But like we just said, the concept is the easy part. Right. Coming right. up with, we're going to have a dome. We're going to have it, a, a, uh, you know, a year long. You know, we're going to revitalize an area of this of this area. That's easy. Yeah. Now, how are you going to do it? Who's going to pay for it now? How are you going to do right. it? I could have drawn that on the map. I could have given that to you five years ago, so right. and you wouldn't have to pay me any money. I could have told you what you need to do. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's going to be the issue, and and there's a lot of those little details that need to be worked out because yeah, that traffic. Yeah, man. I don't miss that. Let me tell you. (laughs) No, 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 not at all. Oh my goodness gracious, yo! So we are we're gonna go ahead and move on from like it, love it, or hate it. And hey, ladies and gentlemen, we do have a game this week. Yes, it is Dallas, and as long as we're playing Dallas. And my favorite stadium which will always be my home, RFK Stadium, baby. That baby, that rocked. It rocked in that stadium now. Woo! Yep. I love it. I love it. And we do. Well, we will be going to Jerry's World, to uh, Dallas, to play the Dallas Cowboys. We saw what happened in the first game. They got a 27-20 game, but that game was very much a tale of two halves. First half, they destroyed us blanked us 24 nothing second half we came back made it a game uh and they only scored seven points in that second half so i what what are you thinking about this man i i'm trying to be positive but yeah yeah so i mean looking at the season and i I don't know if i said it when we did our our wins loss predictions or at least as things were playing out here i kind of thought okay we're gonna win at home and lose lose at dallas 
you know, Sunday night, they're going to, if they're under the lights and whatnot, um, you know, they got a little more hype, they're going to beat us. Um, so we didn't win at home. And now we get to go play them on the road, you know, yeah. on Sunday night. And hey, we just got done playing a game yesterday. So yeah. we're banged up, we're injured, we're sick with COVID, and we get to go play on Sunday. Um, so not good. Not good. <laughs> no, no. But us being on the show, ladies and gentlemen, you know we have to do it. Bring out the keys. Yeah! I told you, catch on. <laughs> the keys to victory, baby. Let's go. <laughs> so, hey, Will, look, I, I, I think I think honestly it's simple. Um, we have got to figure out a way to neutralize that pass rush, whether it be quick passes. You know, we talk about that that one play that uh, I think was Randy Gregory made or D. Lawrence made where he had that tipped interception. If we get that, if we actually get that pass off and get past them, we actually had a lane. We had the blockers over there. So we have to get those passes out. Um, the run game has to be huge. But the big things, time of possession, red zone, um, penalties, we have got to come out and turnovers. We have to come out on the positive end of the stick of all of those categories in order for us to have a shot, not mm-hmm. to win, for us to have a shot yep. in this game. Okay. They are playing hungry. They want to do this, and nothing would make them happier than to beat us. So we have to play fundamental ball. We have to play perfect ball, and we need to get people back. That's what I got. Will, what you think, man? Yeah. Very last thing you said is my first one. Yeah. We have to get healthy. I may not watch this if yeah. Garrett Gilbert is starting for us. Yeah. I will yeah. tell you now because my yeah. son goes down at 9 30 mm-hmm. and he wakes up again sometime after midnight, between midnight and one o'clock. So that two to two and a half hour time frame is very important to me. Yeah, I understand. So if I'm going to be spending my time up and basically staying up through a sleep session, we better be having a team to work worth watching. I'm just going to say it now. (laughs) (laughs) So we have to get healthy. We need Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke back. Okay. We need Cam Curl back to play on our defense. We really missed out on him. We need Brandon Sheriff back. Did you know in the five games that Brandon Sheriff has missed this season, Antonio Gibson has not been able to run for more than 75 yards. Hmm. He is unable to get the run game going when Sheriff is not there. That's a problem. Yeah. All right. And you just said we need to control the ball. Second thing we need to do is we need to, on offense, we have to fix what was what the problem was from the week before, like you mentioned, the slow developing plays. We need to work on short, quick throws that eliminate the pass rush, just like you mentioned. We got to get the ball out so it, it doesn't matter where Michael Parsons is blitzing from. It doesn't matter where Randy Gregory is coming off the edge from. We're going the other way, way with the ball. We're doing, guess what? What Philly did, RPO plays with our yeah. quarterbacks. So yeah. you're freezing the defensive linemen. You know, we need to get more creative. The other thing with that on offense, we have got to take shots downfield. Yeah. We have to stretch the defense because they're just creeping up on us. The safeties aren't scared. No. The corners aren't scared of getting beat by anybody other than Terry. So they're putting a guy over top of him, and they're letting everyone else beat him. So someone has to like, Deami Brown, let's run a freaking go pattern. Let's yeah. give you a chance. Yeah. Let's do it, okay? You know, so it, it's, we have to take shots. 
like like Garrett Gibbard did. He bombed that one down to, to McLaurin. He caught one, and then the other one, you know, he almost caught. We, we have to do that because we have to keep the, the safeties honest. Otherwise, they are going to creep up, and we're not going to run the ball against that. Right. Or we're not going to get a five-yard pass that turns into anything more than a five-yard pass, you yeah. know, because the, the defense is going to be willing to give that to us. Yeah. And then yeah. my third key is going to be we have to shut down Dallas's run, so they have to rely on the pass. Yeah. That, that still worries me. Because, like I said, uh, the whoever they have, you know, or whoever we have at corner right now going up against them, I don't know if we can stop them, but we can't be giving up both. Just like Philly, Philly could run or pass, yeah. and we had no chance. And we saw, you know, Dak made some bad plays against us. <laughs> you know, he made some bad plays the, the week after that. You know, so I think that may be, you know, and I, I think we have a better chance of shutting down the run game. And then we got to hope we can bend, don't break defense against the pass. Yep. Yep. And hey, like like you said, that second half in against Dallas, we we shut them down. Even that first half, we only got the one touchdown. We got made forced stack into two interceptions. Okay. We we really neutralized that running game. You take away that defensive performance and that early part of the game from the from the Cowboys, albeit it's so dominant. You take that away, and you know, we win that game. You know, we beat them in the second half, and we really shut down their offense. They were one for six in the red zone last time we played them. So, look, like what happened this past week is, is like you said in the group chat, the healthier team is gaining momentum, and that's what happened. It's, it was elementary. Soon as they, you know, they started gaining momentum, they, they adjusted to what we were doing, and boom, boom. We have to keep them on their heels. You hit the nail on the head. We only had those two deep balls, which was great. McLaurin got the one, and then he didn't get the other one. Keep going. Keep mm-hmm. the, Look, we know what Trayvon Diggs is. Shout out to him and all the interceptions and everything he's doing. But we also know that for just at, for every time he gets a pick, he also will get burnt. Okay? We can definitely do it. We know the other corners and issues. And they're How about down. Anthony Brown? Right, right. Let's they're target him. Right. Chuck it up there. Let's get that's the thing that I think that frustrates me that I see from a lot of these other quarterbacks. You see the Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady's, they're like, Look, go route, chuck it up there, try to make a play. They're look 50% to 60% of chance they're gonna call a flag. That's just the way of, of the NFL right now. Let's try that. Let's go ahead and you know go out there and do that. I'm not sitting here saying let's do it on third and one, you know right. what I mean? But but let hey, let's go first down. Play action, pop, get up there, or just a straight drop because we might not have time to run that play action because yeah, they don't yeah, really respect yeah. that. You know what I mean? So um, I definitely think, yeah, that's you're, you're right. You you definitely hit the nail on the head. So we, we're going to have to play mistake-free ball. We're going to have to play mistake-free ball. With that being said, Will, what are your predictions, man? Okay. We got game number two. Mm-hmm. I hope we got Ron Rivera coaching us. Let's hope he doesn't catch COVID. Yes. So we got Ron Rivera out there. We got Jack Del Rio and Scott Turner getting another chance. We had that awful first half, and then they got their stuff together and played better in the second half. I'm a fan. Why not have fun with this? Twenty. There you go. David Wright just joined. <laughs> I see it. <laughs> 21 to 20. Brian Johnson, game-winning kick over Let's the go. Cowboys. Let's go. Yo, Will, I cannot make this stuff up. That was literally what I picked in my head. I was like, what are you doing? We're going to figure it out. 
Let's do it. Let's get the Colt McCoy game where he rocks yes. Dallas in Texas. Yes. Let's go. Zero blitz. Send the ball. <laughs> Let's go. Yo, glad you're able to join us, Dave. We're hoping for it. 21-20. Let's see what happens. <laughs> That's what I got. Yo, but real quick before we get off, uh, ladies and gentlemen, there's there's another set of playoffs that is going on right now. And my buddy Will, he is in them. Will, would you like to talk about this? You you, you did you did good the first week, but in this it's, it's two weeks for each each round of the playoffs. For the first round, you are up against as number one seed. Will you got show me playing? Show me your TDs. You beat them one thirty six to seventy six. Yeah, yeah. Ooh, ooh, looks nice. This is a nice, nice W. Now, like we said, there's two weeks into each round, so this is only the half. So you'll have the other one next week coming up. Just to kind of scroll down. Who did you start? Let me see. Hold up. Showing up. Yeah. So with you getting Kyler Murray, I, I dealt with the Kyler Murray issue. Is this for next week or this? Oh yeah, it's for next week's time. Hold up. It might just be it may just be because next week hasn't started. Yeah. It, like because of the extension of games. That's why. That it's makes just sense. kind of messed up right now. Well, normally this would be what week fifteen, I think. Mm-hmm. So this is probably what's it? Yeah. Let me see. I'm gonna say this only as you do this, just because I don't know if David's gonna gonna jump off and I can tell him. I don't want anyone right now with our roster. Who we got. I don't want to play anybody, but if I'm going to have to play somebody, give me the Cowboys. Let's go. Right. Let's have fun with it. Let's go. So, yo, yeah. So, in, in the second matchup, got to shout out Mr. Nathan Snell. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, at the beginning of the year, this man was 0 and I think 3, 0 and 4, you know, but. The more and more he's played this year, the more I feel like he he might be hustling us. Will oh totally? Whole, <laughs> I've never done this before, guys. How do I do this? I've never drafted. I don't know what I'm doing with any of this. Yeah, right. you know what you're doing, Nathan. <laughs> you know, he's, he's paying for a subscription service that's feeding him a lot of good info. Uh, come on now, <laughs> let's go. Or or hey, or he's watching. Let's talk fantasy football Tuesday nights, six p.m. <laughs> <laughs> Got to plug the shows. Let's go. Absolutely. Yo, so he he in in the first round, first half of the first round, he beat ball uh or his beating DMV Superman, our own Mr. Ablo, 116.5 to 99.96. Ab, gotta pull it together, man. But man, last week, and this is where I didn't realize it was a two week, so thank goodness, something was weird in the NFL last week. All of your your stud players just bombed out. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like, I mean, it was just, it was nuts. And like the guys, you know, you're anticipating, you know, if I would have not gotten 136 if it wasn't for Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. He alone had like a third of my, of my points. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it benefited me in another league that I'm playing actually with David Wright. I came in as the eighth seed at like six and eight and I had to play the number one seed, but they started Tom Brady and Tom Brady gave him like four points or something like that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Allowed me to hop back in there, ended up getting the W and able to move on, get the upset. 
But it's like you're absolutely right. You, I mean, with the exception of the Jonathan Taylors, it's kind of like who do you go to? Yeah, something yeah. happened last week, and, and yeah, your reliable players did not do anything. So it's so looking- anyway. So Ab's got this set up. So week eighteen is the second week of of the championship. Yeah, Ab, are you listening? What, yeah. what are you doing here? <laughs> The week that people sit players because they're going to the playoffs, you have a championship ramifications. Yeah, come on. Can, can we call? Can we address this? Because Abby was trying to get salty in the chat, talk about y'all act like this whole two tight end thing is an issue. Will, have you ever been in a league that started two tight ends, man? No, I've never been in that, man. He's like, no. oh, you guys should know. We're smarter. We should all know. But Ab. <laughs> this is this is what it's called when you, you you're you're adding to your advantage, man. <laughs> I don't know if so so what the, so we and we don't have a lot of players in this league. There's only eight. So you tell me that there's sixteen fantasy tight ends. You know, like I don't yeah. know about that. Yeah. You know, yeah. we're kind of getting a little thin on rosters here. Right, right. And Ab it doesn't Ab has what? Uh didn't he have like Kittle? And like Kelsey, Kelsey, <laughs> and like either Waller or somebody else. You know, yeah, right, right. Uh, you know, I mean, all these guys. He's got them all, man. So, hey, shout out to you, Ab, man. You know, we're going to hold down the floor for you, man. But uh, you better win this league with the way you set this thing up. Don't let Nathan beat you. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't let a rookie beat you. Ooh. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and maybe what is the more highly anticipated matchups of the weekend, the consolation ladder. The scramble. Here we go. Let's go. My uh, partner in crime, Ms. Uh, Dallas Comeback, Ms. Janae Struther, uh, starting off the week well with an 182 to 70 to 181.2 to a 72.96 on Delilah, uh, the fifth seed over the sixth seed. And right now, the seventh seed. Uh, is uh, beating the A seed, Mr. Nicholas Rosario, is falling to Hernan Double Deuces 172.92 to 148.64. Again, we have week 16 to play in this one, so it's still up in the air. Uh, but uh, I, I like my chances uh, in the NIT tournament down here. Uh, that, who is I the think- owner of Show Me Your TDs and Flamengo Skins? Show Me Your TDs is my is Cameron. Yep. And Will is uh, Palmetto Skins. Palmetto Skins. Hey man, you gotta, you gotta, you're playing for pride here in the conference. Oh yeah, oh yeah. MIT. See, oh, yeah. And this is, you know, I know we said we weren't playing for for money, but we needed to set something up so people, you know, you know, it's something. We need to put up something to, that people are, are playing for. Oh, send I agree. Me, uh, send me a whole bunch of Chick Fil A packets or something like that. Right, right. You gotta go do something. You gotta, you gotta get something for this. We need to have like maybe like a, you know, how they like the turnover chain. You might need to have like for the loser a loser chain or something like that. <laughs> something they care, something crazy. We won't have to figure. I, I agree with that. We definitely have to figure that out. And there's also uh, talks about a potential keeper situation in this. I don't know if we're gonna do it this year or whatever, but we'll we'll see how it goes. Yeah, it's gonna be interesting. I, heard, I know someone has said that the, the um, whoever finished last, the first place guy got to pick your team name for next year. Ooh. <laughs> Makes yeah. me kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, I got to get out of last. Wait, am I last right now? No, I think I'm seventh. You're in the running, right? Yeah, yeah I am in the running, though. I got I to gotta get this W. Yeah, right now I'm seventh. <laughs> I, I got to get this W. I can't. <laughs> in my other, in my 12-man league, uh, let's talk uh, the, the the fans league. I am 12th out of 12. 
it is not good. Yeah. That's what happens when you run six leagues and focus yeah, on like it just it jumbles up. Yeah. And you're like, well, you know, I was thinking about that guy, so I'll get him on this one. Right, right. And then you think, oh, I got him in this league. Nope, you got him in this other league. It didn't even matter. And on right. this league, he's in my bench. This league, eh, it is what it is. Right. Ladies and gentlemen, we are still in this thing. We are still playing it. Hey, hey. So we will definitely see. We'll see what happens this week and then see who continues on to the championship matchup. Uh, I, I am I'm going to go ahead and make a prediction that it's going to be Mr. Palmetto Skins, Mr. Will Kramer against Nathan Snell, Baltimore's elite. Oh, I'm, I'm calling it now. Okay, Ab, that's what you get, buddy. Two tight ends. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, no, Mr. I, I think Mr. Nathan Snell is uh, definitely uh, scamming us. I know he knows how to play this thing, you know. And he was in the group chat talking about, oh, good game, Ab. Man, I, my team was terrible this week. I was like, wait a minute, you won. Yeah, but we didn't play well. Get out of here, man. <laughs> he knows what he's doing. Let's get it. Let's get it. So, hey, cannot wait to see what happens this coming week. I, I do think before we go, we got this comment here. We've already addressed it. Yeah. But I think to, you know, David, to Janae, to to everyone else in the Let's Talk Football group and the uh, – um, and you know all these cowboy fans in it. Can you can you pull up that video one more time? You already know. We you know what it is. We may be struggling with COVID, but if we're gonna play somebody, let's go. Let's go, and let's go. And let me tell y'all something. Y'all better hope that we don't pull this off. Oh, y'all better hope, cause we coming after y'all if we pull this thing off. We might not win another game this year. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Hey, yo, Will, always, always fun with you, man. Always fun. Always enjoy doing it. Held down the fort. Shout out to my guy, Mr. Ablo, rapping presence, spending time with his babies. No doubt, no doubt. <laughs> yo, you know what it is, man, for myself, Mr. Sean Spencer. My guy, Mr. Will. I love it when they call me big. big <laughs> Mr. Will Kramer. Yo, and the shirtless one himself, Mr. Ab Lowe. We are so appreciative that you came and you joined us today. And uh, we are absolutely hoping that you join us next week. Ladies and gentlemen, we want Dallas. Yeah, baby. See you next week. <laughs> Hello, everybody. Hey, what's going on, guys? I am Janae Strether. I'm Sean Spencer. We are back. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. I gotta go out and let. Hold up. Come on. Come on.